You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that didn't have a new episode last week, but don't worry, we stayed in practice. (laughs) (laughs) We did one and just threw it away just to make sure we were on our game. Just to keep, yeah, just to keep on our toes, you know, yeah. (laughs) I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Windows Update. (laughs) Oh no, get out. (laughs) Get out, get out of this house. Ruined everything. (laughs) And I'm Samantha. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, uh, some of which that's going to sound pretty familiar to the four of us in this room. <laughs> uh, but first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! And it sounded correct. And it didn't sound like it was an octave lower and slower. (laughs) Yeah, every the last episode, everything recorded a couple octaves lower than normal. Yes, it. We all had very beefy, manly voices. (laughs) It was the most masculine I've ever sounded. (laughs) I should have saved a little bit of it just to drop in here. I I, I tried to convince you to just do that to my voice all the time, but you said no. Yeah, it's a little yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. I'll do mine real quick. So I watched the entirety of The Sandman, the Netflix series uh, based off of the Neil Gaiman uh, comic series. I had watched the first three episodes last week when we were doing it. But uh, and at the time, I thought that they only put out half of the season. It turns out, no, they put out all 10 episodes. Oh, so I sat and watched all of it. We watched the first one. Yeah. So. I've been trying to put into words how I feel about this series for the past almost two weeks. (laughs) I think ultimately I recognize that it's a very well done show. I think the story is pretty compelling for the most part, and I think it's well done. I just don't think the show is for me. Fair. I I can recognize that it's very well done and for the people that light who are into it are going to be way into it. And there were a couple episodes that I really, really dug. The first two or three episodes were fantastic. And there's one, I think it's episode six, that is kind of a one-off story with... Um, uh, so I guess I should explain what the show is, basically. So uh, Sandman is about this personification of basically dreaming basically when you go to sleep the world that you go to is a separate plane of existence basically and uh the the person who resides over it is a guy named dream or morpheus they goes by both names and in the first episode of the series he gets uh trapped on earth for 116 years i believe something like that and in that time his domain the dream domain kind of falls apart and he's uh at least in the first couple episodes are, is trying to put his everything back together his realm his, his realm, realm back back in back in order so and it's i mean it as a concept really cool i dig it there were a couple episodes that uh boy rubbed really me the wrong way which i believe is the point because the show is not for everyone it's not a i mean it's a comic book show but it's not a superhero show it's not it's it's not mcu flavor no it is it is very serious and very 
It deals with very challenging themes at certain points. Do you feel like maybe it was maybe a little heady to get made into like a like a like a moving no visual? no i wouldn't say that no? i mean they do a very good job explaining what's going on and if you're predisposed to like um the comic well not even the comic but just like fantasy type storytelling mm. ah. you, you pick it up pretty quick they, they they explain it but there are i mean it's 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 a very violent show no oh. near the tail end of it it gets but but they it's are seemingly ter- violent. They are terrified to show uh, Ding Dong, though. They are. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing they don't do. Yeah. They to the point where in one scene it just seemed silly. It's uh, yeah. It seemed like he was physically covering himself on purpose. I mm-hmm. don't know. Out of it was almost like a, well, yeah. it was almost like a cartoon. Like yeah. was, the cartoons just happened to be hiding behind strategically placed. <laughs> Like whatever it, it was like uh, Metal Gear Two when you're riding yeah. and he's running around holding himself so you can't see his business. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's basically it. <laughs> I forgot but, about uh, that. Yeah, but there's um, there's an episode. I think it's episode five uh, that takes place in, for the most part in a um, 24 hour diner. And the one of the it's minor, like the, it's like the Seinfeld episode that takes place inside of a Chinese restaurant. The whole time. Oh, uh, well, if <laughs> oh, if, when when George wanted to use the phone, he's waiting on a call. Yeah, I mean, it it would be like that if it devolves into some of the grossest and like again very challenging concepts. That boy, I was I have stuck with me. And boy, I don't. Mm, mm-mm. So it made you really uncomfortable. Incredibly, incredibly. This this episode in particular, uh, there's a character named John D. He's a minor villain in the show. Uh, he's actually in the comics. So the the, the show strips out every reference to um, uh, mainstream comics because early on in the Sandman comic, it crossed over with the DC comics. Uh, I mean, there was, they were published by the same company. It was, sort befo- of. It was before Vertigo. This yeah. was what led into the Vertigo imprint because Sandman was so extreme. But in those first couple of issues, I mean, he visits the Martian Manhunter at his home. There's a character in this show named John D who gains control of Dream's um, uh, kind of amulet that gives him the ability to uh, bend reality to his will. And in the comics, he is uh, Dr. Destiny. Mm. Um in the show, they've like I said, they've stripped out all that. There's an episode, I think episode four in the comics, uh, Etrigan. Um, oh, the demon, the demon, uh, the, Jason the, Blood. Yeah, uh, he is shows up, and in this one, they've uh, he's still a rhyming uh, monster, but he's not Etrigan. They, like I said, they take out all of the references to other. They're stuff. They're saving him for his own movie. We say there. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but in this episode. Jared Leto is Etrigan. Do do not. (laughs) Don't put that don't put that juju out in the universe. Don't do it. I like the Authorian DC stuff. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. But this episode in particular that really that really kind of stuck with me and really I didn't it was well done. I didn't like it. Um because it made me feel so uncomfortable. Basically, John D shows up at this 24 hour diner, and there are five people in this diner that he be basically just kind of plays with. Uh, takes away their ability to lie and turns their inhibitions up to a hundred and then turns their violent tendencies up to a hundred and does all this stuff and things come out about all of these characters um, that 
is hard to watch and hard to listen to. And it's not as extreme as the comic. Cause I went back and read the comic because I was like, what is this? I can't this. What is this based on? The comic is worse, but I think it hits harder in live action because it is real people doing this and not just a drawing on a page. Mm. Tough to watch. If I ever go back to the show, I don't think I'm going to go back to this show. I'm glad I watched it. I wouldn't recommend it to very many people. Mm. I don't think I'd go back to it. But if I do, I absolutely would skip episode five every time I watch it because from now on, because it was some of the most uncomfortable television I've watched in a very long time. Uh, but then episode six is the best one, in my opinion. It's the one that introduces his sister, who is essentially the Grim Reaper. Oh, but death, a, yeah. But, but a very cheery, like, very friendly face and her whole deal is you know people when they die they don't want to see a, a, a skull-faced man showing up and scaring them half to death they they want someone to be there with them and say that you know you're not alone and that's okay and it's a really good really good character piece for the for the main characters but that episode five man i can't um mm, mm, mm. nope can't nope man you're now you're putting it in my head maybe i don't want to watch the show <laughs> my mom watched the whole series and she didn't say anything about it and yeah so there it was, was pretty good and she would give it a b yeah i at the end of the day i'd also give it a b the <laughs> the, the back half of the series when it kind of gets more of a plot kind of falters a little bit it's a little it's not as strong as those first couple episodes mm. and like i said well, the yeah first, they, that, those are the ones that gotta suck you in right but the first the first couple two three episodes were excellent they were really, really well done. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff that particularly was tuned into things that I thought were cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, an old English man who thinks he's a wizard, but he's bad at it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's a lot. A, a cool uh, crow familiar. Oh, that sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fun mean, fact, that crow character, he's, he mentions, re, uh, it's played by Patton Oswalt, um, or the, the crow that shows up later. He mentions that he was a human before being turned into a crow and being an, a familiar for uh, Morpheus. And uh, that character is from Swamp Thing. Huh. huh. Yeah. I always forget, like, you're a real big DC guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's an episode that deals with a uh, one other thing they did with the show that I kind of like a lot. Of, a lot of people have been kind of been down on it a bit is they. uh changed uh ethnicity and gender of a handful of characters okay but some of those characters are concepts and not really people. yeah they're not really people yeah but people are upset that they changed that they uh turned uh death in who in the dc universe has primarily been a pale goth girl uh they they made her black in this series and but did nothing to change the character like her her interpretation so, whatsoever see, so she works exactly the same and she works really really well we, we need to stop giving these people like the time of day oh, i agree get upset about this crap because it's so pointless no i agree i i agree i saw a post the other uh, the cartoon network posted on facebook that was just a bunch of fan art and they drew chowder as black and somebody's like why is chowder black it's like why not? Chowder it doesn't a, matter. He's a little, cartoon. Who cares? Chowder is a purple cat boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could be anything you want. Yeah. It's, but, but yeah, they, so they, they changed the, the gender of, uh, or they changed the race of um, death. They changed the gender of uh, dreams. Oh, Joe, uh, Ma Major Domo, like the, the second in command, uh, Lucien on the show that from that first episode um, in the comic, it's a guy named Luci Lucien. 
and uh, John Constantine, who was a major DC Comics like magic the, the Ripper. Yeah, basically a magic oh, a magic no, that's guy. That's his nickname, the Ripper. Yeah, the Ripper. Yeah, and they 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 made him a woman in this, and I believe that was actually partially because uh, they don't have the rights to John Constantine right now. Well, yeah, because the because it's tied up with the CW. Yeah, CW's got that, and also um, in the comics and in the show you get a uh, flashback to like the 1800s where he runs into uh, John Constantine's descendant, like um, ancestor, ancestor, ancestor jo- uh, lady Joanna uh, Constantine. And they decided, well, instead of having two actors for one scene in, in two different episodes, we'll just make it the same actress. So Jenna Coleman plays them both. She plays them both. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's same, all it is. Same kind of stuff that she would do in a Doctor Who episode, it's basically, more or less. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and she and her episode is fantastic as well. I think that's like the second or third episode. Oh, man. Really, really well done. But ultimately, if it's... If, if you're not... If you don't have a weak constitution, if you don't mind copious violence and very difficult concepts to swallow keep, in one particular episode you keep dancing around it and i think i know exactly what you're talking there's some about. weird stuff there's some weird stuff uh if you're if you're into that sort of thing if you're predisposed to it by all means check it out if 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 some of that stuff kind of is not your cup of tea eh, skip it so it's where i'm at <laughs> so speaking of uh constant constantine or constantine and you know the dc universe as a whole mm. There have been a lot of DC comics coming to Webtoon. Oh, really? Weird. Oh, yeah. Like not no. like not like actual comics that are already in print. Comics made specifically for Webtoon. Oh, and I've been reading them. Uh, there's one. It's a slice of life one with the with the Bat Family. I've seen that one. I've seen that, that one pop up on uh, like Instagram. Yeah, and that stuff one's like really that. good. Yeah, there's a Vixen one that's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, and they just started doing. Um, it's called Zatanna and the Ripper. Hmm. And Zatanna gets through an a-, a magical accident, gets transported to uh, London in the 1800s, mm. right as Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper's around, yeah. is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But in a in a recent episode I just read, uh, Constantine gets ripped from the, from the Modern present and, taken and, back. and dropped right where Zatanna is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, because I sat there and I wonder, like, what, like. Are they meant? Are is the Ripper supposed to be Jack the Ripper? Is supposed to be? It's going to be both. <laughs> oh, it, it, very interesting. I like I read when, that. Yeah. yeah, I like when people do stuff with some of the lesser, lesser known or lesser uh, worked with uh, characters. Oh, the Bat Family one is really, really good. Yeah, like I love it, and it shows like, like once in a while you see them like you know in their costumes, but it's mostly this them living their lives. Like it's um you know. What's happening between the capers? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got obviously you got Bruce and Alfred and you know Damien, Jason, uh, Dick, um, Tim, Tim. But also you have Signal, Spoiler, Oracle, and everybody and Cassandra. Everybody. So like everybody's in the house. Everybody who's been a bat person mm-hmm. at one point or another. And yeah, makes they recently did an episode, a couple, uh, like a two part episode of uh, Tim. And his crush on a male friend of his, which is because a, they very recently made it a point that Tim is either a bi- he's, bi- he's bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And it's super, super good. There was actually a, a more another episode I really liked where they dealt with uh, Jason having PTSD 
from dying and coming from dying, back to life. From being killed by the Joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's really, really good. I've read a few of them. Like I said, they've popped up on my Instagram. People have like clipped them and put them up there. Yeah, the, the Bat Family one was the... The, fr- the couple that I've read have been... I really good, and it actually shows like you know Bruce having some like humanity and stuff. Yeah, and it's super good. Yeah, like I highly recommend it. Those honestly, the that's why I like um, comics like Justice League International from the eighties so much because so much of it. Yeah, there were they're saving the day, they're fighting villains, they're doing this, that, and the other. But there's so much downtime that you actually get to see character growth and interactions interactions when they're not on so i guess see that's why i liked like justice league and justice league unlimited there were a bunch of episodes like that and that's yeah same same thing absolutely like some of the like just, some of my favorite episodes were the ones where like there wasn't even like a lot of like crazy superhero shenanigans going on mm-hmm. you know and it's then, like like then, wonder woman flirting with batman on yeah. a rooftop or sometimes hot girl wonder woman gets turned into a pig and, and batman has to sing a song to cersei in order to <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so so blue. blue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's a good episode. That's a good episode. Speaking of DC stuff, I picked up on the Switch uh, the Lego Lego DC supervillains. They're running super villains. Super villains is the most recent Lego um, Lego DC DC. game. They're running a super sale right now, and between that and store credit, I was able to get it for three bucks. Nice, including all of the DLC and everything. So it was like it was like seventy five dollars worth of game for three bucks. Oh, and the voice acting on that is insane. Yeah, really. All all the DC Lego games have killer voice acting. Yeah, but like it's. Um, it's Mark Hamill. It's uh, it's uh, um, well, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. It's um, all those other oh, actors we don't remember their names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? The Kurgan. Uh, oh, as, Clancy as Le- Brown. Clancy, Clancy Brown, Brown is is uh, Lex Luthor. Uh, it's basically the high the biggest highlights of the animated series voice acting. The uh, Titans um cartoon. The the uh, uh Young Justice cartoon voice oh, acting. Okay. And the Arrow Arrowverse actors, Ew. they work. You know what? They work when they're playing, when they're goofing on themselves and they're making fun. They work. Michael Dorn's there. Hey, they that's got, my boy. They have like everybody. That's it's really, really well done. It's well well acted. Uh, Tara Strong is of course, uh, of course. Harley Quinn, and she does a really good job. It's Tara but, Strong, uh, man. Yeah. Um. Um. What's his name? Um. Reanimator is the scarecrow in it. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs right. is the scarecrow, and there and he has a a lengthy section where you are the scarecrow, and he's like Jeffrey Combsing it up all over the place. <laughs> of course, it's fantastic, super super the, good. The Castle Freak Man himself. Oh yeah. Wait, so does from Mark- beyond? Yeah. <laughs> so does Mark Hamill like voice like you know the trickster and the Joker? <laughs> the trickster, the Joker, and I think he's Solomon Grundy. Oh. Nice. Which he was in uh, Justice League and Unjustice League Unlimited. He was. I wonder he, if he's he was Grundy. Swamp, I wonder if he's Swamp Thing. Too. I don't know if Swamp Thing is in the game or not. Uh, the game takes place almost exclusively with villains. Uh, the whole deal is the Justice League get captured by a new team that seem almost like the Justice League, but not quite. It's the Crime Syndicate. It's the Crime Syndicate of a, of America from uh, Earth Three. The villainous counterparts uh, pretending to be heroes. And uh, the actual DC villains are trying to solve the plot of what are these actual these Justice League guys seem real bad. <laughs> What's going on? And it's uh, it's a lot of that. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I, I bought it on sale when it was on Steam but like mm-hmm. a long time ago. And it, it's really good. I really enjoyed it, but I lost interest about halfway through, I think. You know, that's kind of how I get with these Lego <laughs> games. That's why I don't buy a whole lot of them. But 
for three dollars yeah yeah that, i think i paid about that for it yeah. also and it's worth that it's worth <laughs> oh sure it's really yeah a lot of fun very good do we want to talk prey the prequel to predator yeah since we saw it it was extremely good it's uh a prequel to the Predator, the movie from the 80s that I have not seen. You should. It's yeah. very good. But I figured since this is a prequel, it's fine to go into it without having seen. Oh, sure. And it, it was, was fine. Yeah. I I know enough about the Predator from, from cultural osmosis. That <laughs> I don't think you'd even have to know anything. No, like... you wouldn't. No, he's an alien. They, they're a species of alien hunters. That's just what they do. Uh, but this time, the the main character was a Comanche um, girl that's trying to prove that she can hunt hunt good, mm, mm-hmm. um, which kind of parallels with the predator himself, which this is the first time he's come to Earth. To oh, hunt. interesting. Okay, and you kind you kind of see him work his way up to hunting people too, because he starts like, oh, I'm going to kill a snake. I'm gonna kill a wolf, and I'm gonna kill a bear, and until he's finally fighting kind of humans, working it up. So they yeah. kind of parallel each other in an interesting way. Interesting, um, and it feels very authentically, authentically Native American, which is cool. Oh, that's neat. Um, the action is really good and cool. Like it, it was fantastic. Oh, and great! And this is from somebody who has no nostalgia for the franchise hardly knew anything about it before mm-hmm. now and it was a fantastic action movie yeah, it was just a good summer action movie yeah well that's great i mean i did i did see um that there is a uh a comanche dub yeah. of the movie yeah oh really yes you, oh you very can cool watch the whole movie dubbed in comanche if oh you very so cool choose. and this kind of it kind of ties into the original predator because one of the uh, platoon uh, that uh, Schwarzenegger leads is a Native American guy, and it's the only person that is killed by the Predator that he treats with respect. So maybe it's a situation where he kind of recognizes this. I mean, situation. He was yeah. also the only member of the of the he squad <laughs> of the squad that tried to fight the Predator with a knife. That's true, yes, yes. Versus everyone else having a gun. Right. Or, you know, Jesse the Body Ventura with his with his Gatling gun or his minigun. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't got time to bleed. I think this is this is one of the best examples of like, hey, when you make a story from another point of view, it can be really interesting and good. Yeah. Cause that's what they did here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, that's fantastic. I'm, I saw a bunch of really idiots good. like screaming on like the internet about how like She's like a Mary Sue and stuff like that. And she's not. And no, I, yeah, she, I saw where other people was like, if somebody's been training for years, that means they're not a Mary Sue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go out of their way to show her like getting better at doing things throughout the movie. Like there's no, there's not a universe at all where that is a cognizant argument at all. Yeah. Have you talked about the new season of Harley Quinn? No, we ooh, haven't. Oh, I am. I'm not sure if. Has there been a new episode this week? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, it's on Thursdays. I've watched. Okay, I've watched like the first three or four. I don't remember the last one I watched. I think there is only three or four. So you're probably caught up. Yeah. It picks up right where the last season left off. Like almost immediately. Yeah. Har- Harley and Ivy are a thing now, like oh. officially. Okay, cool. Um, And it's you're kind of seeing Harley slide into like the same codependent relationship she had with the joker oh, but now it's 
Harley. Now, yeah, now, now it's Poison Ivy. Gotcha. Which is an interesting take on it, I think. Mm-hmm. It, it really uh, it explores the character in the silly, dumb, like, well, yeah, it's still very, it yeah. But yeah. It, it's it's working both both sides of it, which is good, almost in a Venture Brothers kind of way, where there's humor, but there's also depth in there's the characters. Depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I I'm really like I'm really liking it. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, Clayface is always so good. He's the, the best. So the funny. That, the fact that they brought in uh, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, James Gunn is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like shooting. Oh, I've seen that. I've I've seen that scene online where yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone calls him out because Clayface uh, tells him that he was the a famous actor from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Clayface becomes his director's chair, and he, and he flat <laughs> out yeah. and he flat out says, "James Gunn, sit on my face." <laughs> it's so stupid oh that's great billy bob thornton in there too and yeah. that was i don't want to spoil that okay yeah that, that one was, was yeah funny. yeah yeah okay. right. um, <laughs> oh man um <laughs> harley and ivy do an escape room with the bat family oh interesting <laughs> yeah it was a, well it was a it was supposed to be a team building exercise and it was batgirl's idea for the bat family to do it because they've been at like each other's throats mm-hmm it's like and like harley and batgirl are talking and they're like i wanted to do it like a team building exercise because me too (laughs) didn't they make uh nightwing like super whiny no he's super brooding yeah he's trying to be like batman he's like oh really he's like i'm your equal (laughs) and he's harvey uh it's guillermo from uh what we do in the shadows oh yeah oh interesting okay and he's killing it as usual (laughs) oh man it's it's just so one of my i think my my favorite episodes so far is the the the, uh the villies yeah which is a a a villain a gotham villain award show okay nice (laughs) there's so many like uh background characters you can point out the whole time during the award show oh yeah i'm gonna have to yeah i need to get caught up oh that court of owls episode one's pretty good too yeah 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 it's pretty funny okay cool cool well hey i think i'm surprised they let him do some of the stuff that they do in the court of owls episode (laughs) right (laughs) right okay Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get. And of course, of course, Bane. Sure. Bane is like a standout character in the whole well, series. Of course, of course. Well, he's mad because he gave Harley, or no, he gave, he gave Ivy, Ivy and Kite Man a pasta maker at their wedding for a wedding present. <laughs> and it didn't they, happen. So and now they, he wants his he wants pasta, pasta maker, maker back. back. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like out for revenge because it's like it's common courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> There's a scene where he's shopping at like a super villain store that's run by Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a good show. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into some news. Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. Long Play is a show that appeals to music lovers of all ages. Here's an example. I love Long Play. There you have it. A completely unsolicited endorsement for one of our youngest fans. Grandpa, where's my candy? Ellie, be cool. Grandpa! Ellie and I would like to invite you to tune in to Long Play every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on 104.7 WCMO. Hey, we're back for the break. Let's go ahead and get into some news. 
first up, we've got Skytown Traffic on the nines. Auga. <laughs> <laughs> and and now to Tim with sports. <laughs> first so, on the sports cast, it's Pokemon. Pokemon, the yeah, sport, we, the sport of kings. We got we got a blast through this stuff because we last week when we did this, we talked about two things during our break. We got a we got a roll, and one of them was Pokemon. One of them was Pokemon. There was a Pokemon um, director, or Pokemon presents, I guess they call it, uh, with a whole bunch of news for a bunch of stuff. Um, Bunch of Pokemon Go news, the card game, uh, the London uh, championships yeah. that's happening, all Pokemon that stuff. Pokemon Go is part of the the official championships, and that's the which dumbest is ridiculous. Thing. It's just a bunch of idiots tapping their phone. Yeah. I love it. I love Pokemon, but like Pokemon Go, but don't it, it come doesn't, on. It doesn't have the depth to be a competitive game. No. It just absolutely does not. It's all luck. It's barely even rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. But the big news was uh, they did a bunch of stuff for uh, the new mainline game, Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. And um, hey, Cody, what are your opinions on it? Um, it was less than ideal. Yes, I agree <laughs> with you. I I'm I still want to play the game when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Give it a fair shake. Um, I haven't completely hung up my Pokeballs yet. The last game, Arceus, was so good. It's like, well, I'll give him another shot. But Sword I'm and Shield was kind of meh. Yeah, yeah, Sword and Shield was bad. Not I'd say it was bad. It was okay. It was fine. It was not stellar. It, it was not a good first showing for a Pokemon game that is on your television. It was bad. Okay, all right. <laughs> But the the story didn't make any sense. Well, it, no, the story it fell but, off like really hard at the end. The story barely makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, um, it got, yeah, it wasn't as bad as X and Y's story that oh, had sure. a giant man for some reason. Yeah, the three thousand year old man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't need to talk about Sword and Shield. No, this is this is looks a lot like that, but different. Yeah. So <laughs> the couple of main things that they that they talked about is that this is an open world game. Uh, much like supposedly supposedly um allegedly (laughs) but uh so it's it's taking a uh taking a page from arceus which kind of leads me to believe that uh pokemon uh arceus it was the beta test barely open it's barely open world but it's but it was the test bed it was the test game for this this process or whatever that's why we're not getting any more stuff in arceus it's yeah yeah it's like they were just testing this it was a tech demo Essentially, a big, big, long tech demo, um, but a big, long, incredibly fun, very good. tech. Well, demo. <laughs> yeah, but it was a tech demo. Um, so the couple things now we both have things that we are not happy with. Um, my big sticking point is for ever since uh, the second generation of the games, all of the box art characters, the box art monsters are the end goal. It's like a big, super powerful kind of broken thing that you get at the end of the game to basically to say congratulations you played the game to completion here's your reward you can't use this in tournament play <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> but uh it looks as though in this game you get the box art legendary right at the very beginning like first thing because they're because they're motorcycles because they're also motorcycles yeah they're pokemon the that are also world. motorcycles the red one is the red one looks kind of like a motorcycle, but he still runs on four legs. Yeah, the the, the purple one is a, is a light cycle from Tron. Hmm. It's a Tron bike, but it kind of ruins the specialness of the box art legendary if everyone just automatically gets it 
right off the bat first thing and it's not clear if it fights in battles or not or you can just write it i don't know it's not clear there was a point in the trailer in which they both stood up on their hind legs so i imagine it's might be a situation where you get it and it doesn't trust you at first so it is just a motorcycle and after once your friendship with it is up high enough it'll be like okay I guess we can fight now. It's like when you get a too high level Pokemon, yeah. you have to have so many badges before it'll That's do right. anything. I was about to say, it would be kind of cool if they use the actual game's mechanics to that would, tell, tell that story, but they won't. Do they that. won't. It'll be, it'll be some <laughs> uh, story cut scene. It'll be, it'll be a scripted thing. And it'll discover kind of, the power of friendship. Yeah. And being sparkly. <laughs> Which, Which is the other thing. Yeah. That's their new battle gimmick now, because every game since like X and Y X has and y. had some sort of gimmick. Battle, yeah, silly battle gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Z moves. Uh, Mega Evolutions, g- Gigantamaxing. Which I think the Gigantamaxing was probably the more, um, con- not controversial, but you either love it or you hate it kind of thing. It's one of those two. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I thought it was fine. I, yeah. I thought it was okay. Hey, it, it brought back chubby Pikachu. Yeah, and oh, seeing, sure. seeing Pokemon get real big and fight in a stadium where crowds are cheering was very good. That's my favorite part of Sword and Shield is it made those the battles. Whole, the whole soccer motif thing. Yeah, it made, yeah. Oh, yeah. It made the battles feel really amped up and it like, did. important. Like, like yeah. wearing like your your cool uniform and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that part of the game, they were knocking it out of the park. That's also, everything else. I also like the puzzle mechanic. Or, well, not or the kind of puzzle mechanic, like g- getting to there. Like, so, like It wasn't just you fight a bunch of uh, lower level people until you get to the final boss. It's Some of them had like a thing, like a course a thing. you had to go through. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the gyms in the later games. And I mean, like they're for that. babies. Yeah. It's very simple, yeah. but it was something. But this one, no, they're, uh, was it Terra? something terrestrialized terrestrialized and they get bedazzled basically basically it's not cool looking no they they add a a a, a shiny light map to the character model yeah they and, get like and a, get a stupid hat they get like a like a faceted gem like look to them mm-hmm. and they get like some kind of weird flower or fruit or plant made out of Based crystal on, on their what head type that they they're are. yeah yeah and they can or, switch type based on something i don't on know something. it's not clear yeah, it's not clear how it works, but it doesn't look cool. No, I don't. It, I don't want to use a move that makes my Pokemon look less cool. Like <laughs> it looks incredibly generic, uh, which leads me to believe that it was that it was done this way. They said that any Pokemon in the game can do this thing, so they had to do something that could be a filter slapped on and an extra model dropped onto like the rigging on the top of the head so that it could work with any to cut to yeah. cut space and cut time and I'm not that's gonna, what it is and i'm not gonna say they're being lazy about no, it no they're, they're not they have to deal with 900 monsters like you've got to do something like this oh but it's, like, it's over a thousand at this point yeah because they're adding a bunch of stuff oh, that's but, true yeah. i i feel like this was more of a push to sell merchandise yeah. Hey, catch all the get all these variant action figures. Yeah, they're crystal ponies. Yeah, it, it also it also kind of feels like maybe halfway through development, uh, Game Freak came to them to the developers or uh, or Nintendo came to the developers the and Pokemon said Pokemon Company, Pokemon Company, whatever, and and said, so what's the gimmick? And their answer was, well, it's an open world game that you can go to any gym whenever you'd like. There's no set path. And whoever said, okay, but what's the gimmick? <laughs> So they slapped this thing. Yeah. 
Uh, it was like an afterthought. An afterthought. Yeah, That's absolutely. The, the thing about the open world thing is that there's three, there's three different stories you can follow. And which, not one of them is going to be good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you you can have stories, but if your previous games were any indication, they're not going to be compelling. Why don't they have one good story instead yeah. of three bad ones? Yeah. yeah, they haven't been able to put together one good story since like gold and silver. If that. Yeah. Hey, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. That's true. That's Sun true. and Moon had a pretty okay one. Sun and Moon okay had one. a good, like a cool, like dimension hopping, like kind of story. And it's, and it's uh, uh, very indicative that it's a good one because they're doing that in Pokemon Go right now. <laughs> so uh, it's, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I think yeah. for its time, gold and silver had a lot of cool set pieces that happened. Yeah. Like red Gyarados in a lake or like I'm running around with Dragon Boy Lance and we're doing stuff. Yeah, like that I was agree. cool. That is cool, but yeah. Um, ultimately, not super excited for this one. We'll still get it, like you said. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they're on a they're on a thin they're on a tight rope. <laughs> Listen, you're on Thin Ice Pokemon Company. You have the highest grossing media franchise in the world. But if this game's bad, you're gonna hear about it from me. Some 37-year-old guy who's not in your target demographic. Right, right. That's true. Are they, though? Are, are I they, mean, a little. A little I mean, bit. I think they have bit. to know. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they make the games with every everyone in mind. mind. Yeah. They make them accessible for children and competitive for the competitive scene where they make most of their money. Well, I don't know. I still think they make most of their money out of merchandise. Yeah, oh, the cards. Oh, they, yeah, they, the cards, well, the cards, cards yeah, the toys, the all yeah. that stuff. I actually don't think a whole lot of the toys. I mean, they, they sell a, a fair amount of toys, but I I honestly, right now, I think it's the cards, and I think a lot of that is actually Twitch. People opening cards People on Twitch. People streaming <laughs> and, yeah, opening cards on Twitch. I opening see it, a their, lot of their, that. Their, their, their foil fairy. <laughs> Which apparently is branching out into the Digimon uh, card game. There have been a, a lot of Twitch There's people. There's a Digimon card game. Of course, a <laughs> there was a Digimon card, card game. game when we were younger. I played it. I still have cards at my dad's house. Nice. Digimon nice. is just Big Lots Pokemon. Hey, 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 hey. I know the show. It's true. I know the show was better, and it is. Yeah, but like Pokemon had the better game. Digimon had the better show. Digimon, Digimon had the weird, like, hard, barely working game that hardly made sense. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some other stuff. Let's touch on the HBO Max and Discovery oh, Plus yeah. merger very briefly because at this point it's like three week old yeah, news, it, but it's worth talking about. It's a big mess over there. It, it really is. Uh, uh, Discovery, the company that owns like Shark Week and whatever else, and and the TLC network. So yeah. paint my room and six my six hundred pound uh, life yeah, or whatever. T- uh, tear down the wall in my kitchen and make it an open concept. Move that bus, whatever. <laughs> Ugh. They straight up bought out uh, Warner. Yeah. Uh, so they own HBO Which Max. Which is and, wild because mm-hmm. Warner was a huge, yeah. huge deal. Like an original studio. It was, but now it's it's owned by people who don't really n- appreciate. Or care. Or care what, what they have. What they have. And uh, with this acquisition, a lot of things that were in production have been unceremoniously dropped from production or almost completed yeah. uh, things that were completed have been <laughs> yeah. dropped completely yeah batgirl was completely shot and now it's not happening yeah I, apparently it needed about 20 uh, reports say it needed about 20 million dollars worth of uh uh editing post processing and, and, stuff. and stuff and they decided that instead of spending the 20 million plus whatever for advertising to release it on on hbo uh max 
um, they would rather eat the ninety million dollars that they put into it as a tax write off. Which and means, we'll never see. Yeah, the movie. which means no one can ever see it because that's how oh, tax pe- rules work. It's going to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get leaked. Oh yeah, like, just like that Wonder Woman pilot. Just like that Wonder Woman pilot, or <laughs> that, that one Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. The Fantastic Four movie, the Mercy Reef, the uh, the Smallville spinoff with Aquaman. Oh, I forgot about. Everyone that. forgets about Mercy Reef because it wasn't very good. Um, also, because they called it Mercy Reef. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> That does sound like a CW like yeah. teen mm-hmm. drama, like a Seventh Heaven or something stupid. Well, it's, it's, it sounds like a younger skewing spinoff of Baywatch. <laughs> and the way they wrote the show, it was Aquaman was a lifeguard on Mercy Reef who secretly could, sw- could breathe underwater. That was and the show. swim really fast. Yeah, wow. and that was the show. Shoot rings at fish. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the other things they dropped, they dropped uh, a Scooby Doo uh, Scoob. animated Scoob sequels, a holiday movie, but that was completely that was completed. Yeah, and it was dropped. They're looking at and, and Scoob was entertaining enough to deserve a sequel. Another yeah. another go at it. Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, this hasn't been official uh, made official yet, but it looks like the uh, Titans and Doom Patrol live action series that are in their fourth. This is their fourth season, or would be their fourth season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, does not look it's like it's going to be review uh, renewed, despite having really good. Ratings. I, I still haven't watched Titans. Like I, I want to. I do. The the Black Canary. The uh, Black Canary movies. Yeah, not movie. the, yeah. yeah, the spinoff from With the, the, the Journey Smollett. It yeah, is probably not very happening. good. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the better characters in the uh, the Harley Quinn uh, Birds of Prey movie that came yeah. out. They which were all good. It was they were. It was movie. a very great movie. <laughs> like set pieces, costumes, everything was so good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're dropping a whole bunch of stuff, and it's not just DC comic book stuff. But that's the only ones that they that have really gotten a big. They did a huge cut on all animation and children's programming. Yes, that's all that's out the window. Out the, out there, the door. there was an entire finished season of Little Ellen, the oh yeah. animated show about Ellen DeGeneres as a child. They a hundred percent completed that third season, but now it's it's well, it's not coming out. Yeah. I mean. Given every all the things that have come out with Ellen, like in the in the, well, yeah, it's sure. probably for the best. Well, I'm, sure, I'm, but I'm saying divorce still. from Ellen because she had nothing to do with that show. Just had no, her name yeah. on it. All those animators worked real hard on that, and it's yeah, that's true. Yep. But uh, one thing that is happening is that Flash movie. <laughs> oh, it's well, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so we don't want to get into it here, but the actor uh, who plays the Flash, Ezra Miller. They have some stuff if if going on a crime you could do. They've allegedly <laughs> done it at this point. At this point, it's getting it's getting there. They're wanted for burglary in Vermont. They've started a cult in Alaska. Allegedly. Allegedly. All this is allegedly put a blanket allegedly over all of this. <laughs> They've uh, assaulted people in their home in Hawaii and they, Iceland and Iceland. <laughs> So international cr- uh, crime. There you go. Uh, and yet there's still the lead in this flash movie <laughs> that, that they've spent a lot of money a making a lot, a lot of money on. And, and Ezra Miller's not even the best flash Warner brothers has <laughs> not even close. I, I feel like you could make up a crime off the top of your head. And I would believe that they, that they did it, that they allegedly <laughs> did it. Did you allegedly hear that Ezra Miller kicked a dog? <laughs> yeah. 
Allegedly. Allegedly, Ezra Miller stole the crown jewels of England. <laughs> Allegedly, they siphoned all the gas out of New York. <laughs> Allegedly, he lasered his name onto the moon. So uh, apparently, Warner Brothers have, uh, it's been leaked that they have three options, that they've given three options for this movie. They um, said either Ezra Miller has to have a public apology for all of the bad things, and then we'll do minimal press for the movie. They will either release the movie without them doing any press for the movie, or they'll completely scrap it. Sorry. Ship ship them around across more states to do crime in. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, if if <laughs> if they do the minimal press out of state, does that mean that Warner Brothers is um, liable liable for <laughs> uh, transporting a known felon across state lines? <laughs> allegedly, but Ezra that's Miller you, is rich and famous. That's how you get so, the FBI on your tail. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I, or, I've or, watched or, enough FBI files to know as soon as you cross state lines, that's when the FBI comes. That's when they get yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens. And it's, I is, hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. No, they should just throw it in the garbage uh, where it belongs. Scrap it. Start over. Or just not do it. I mean, I I love the Flash as a character. As a character. Maybe this movie doesn't need to yeah. exist. I mean, they've pretty, they're dropping the entire Snyderverse and that entire like yeah version of the world they created. They're throwing all that away. So why even bother with this movie? Like, I I agree. But there's the, but they're still working on Aquaman too. That's true. But Aquaman was maybe the only standout part of the Snyderverse that actually worked. And Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman happened before. Justice League. No, I'm wrong. No, it was after. No, it was before Justice League. Yeah. But after Batman v Superman, because Wonder yeah. Woman is in Batman v yeah. Superman. But she's a very different character in her own films yeah. as they, she but is the, in Justice the, League. The Wonder Woman movies are Patty Jenkins movies. They're That's not true. Zack Snyder That's movies. True. Even though he produced them, it's 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 Patty Jenkins. It's Patty Jenkins thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I saw online someone suggested that um, while Jason Momoa is an excellent Aquaman, it's a very much a missed opportunity to not make him Lobo, yeah. the last Zarnian. He would yeah. be a because great Lobo. Yeah. Because he looks and acts in real life exactly like, him. like the he character Lobo. He is the Lobo. main man. He yeah. is, yes. Just throw some biker leather on him and some paint white paint. White. <laughs> someone, yeah, someone did a, a Photoshop. They painted him white with, with, the, with the kiss makeup around his eyes, and it worked perfectly. Yeah, that would be rad if they... Yeah, right, movie. right. That would be an amazing HBO Max series. It really would, but they, they but bring, they're not going to do that they because could, they're canceling everything. Yeah. They could bring his daughter in that they had in common. Oh, recently. Crush! Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be a good show. Absolutely. Oh man, I never thought of right. Wow. What, yeah, as like kind of a a half sitcom about this edge lord nineties. Uh, <laughs> space hero biker who has to be a dad now. Yeah, like, that would be great. <laughs> It I mean, would be really great. Yeah, but then like Marvel would probably or Disney would probably come in and say they're trying to eat Thor's lunch. <laughs> eh. All right. So the other bit of news, we can fly through these relatively quickly. But over the weekend, Evo, the big uh, yearly uh, fighting tournament that takes place in Las Vegas. Fighting game tournament. Fighting game tournament. No, it's not. It's, it's yeah. not just a, a, a it's not a Kumite. Because they, they do have fighting tournaments, real ones. In they Vegas do as well. But, but no, this is a fighting game tournament. And. They uh, a lot of companies like to announce a lot of their new upcoming characters or uh, changes to their games 
Because it's basically San Diego Comic Con, but a fighting tournament. For yeah, for games where you punch people. Basically, and uh, the big news that it was that a lot of games. I've talked about this before. I'm not. I I'll try to get into it very briefly. But there is something called rollback netcode. It's basically a way for you, for players to connect to each other online that creates a more seamless way of playing. A lot of games have it. A lot of the big games didn't. A lot of the major games are getting rollback netcode, which means we're going to have, uh, you'll be able to play online without the game stuttering and falling apart. And, I, or I, you just getting, you know, yeah. creamed because, <laughs> because of bad internet. Bad, bad internet. Yeah. I wonder how much that is actually the thing that fixes it, or that's just like a phrase they're using. Oh no, it's the thing that, that fixes it because, a lot of games have delay-based netcode, which works great in Japan, where everyone is on essentially the same network, and it's very, very fast. But when you get into games overseas or in other countries where the internet is not quite as strong, uh, delay-based netcode... Oh, yeah. U.S. Well, Mexico. Uh, KOF is... Uh, King of Fighters is humongous. Really? In uh, Mexico and Brazil. Oh, Absolutely. Well, you know what you say, Brazil, and that now that makes sense for all the character, all the different characters that do like Capoeira and stuff in yes. Street Fighter. Oh, it's it's huge down that way. Or not Street Fighter, uh, King of Fighters. King of Fighters. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of it comes down to um, it basically opens up a different uh, packet lead uh, so that it can constantly send extra data along with. So if there is a hiccup in your internet, you don't see it on your screen. It's a seamless fight, essentially. Other than that, there are a lot of uh, characters announced. We could rattle them off, but unless you're into fighting games, a you're lot not of stuff is just going to sound are. like it's going to sound like names. I could, I mean, I could tell you that Street Fighter Six is getting Kimberly and Jury. We know who that is. <laughs> you mean you mean the Power Ranger? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, th- but this character looks cool, Kimberly. She's a new character, and she is essentially a hip hop street ninja who uses spray paint as ninja teleport and ninja bombs. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very flashy. One of the bigger things is um, uh, SNK, the company, is going back to the um, Fatal Fury Fury, Fatal Fury franchise, the 2D fighters. Which that they haven't had a Fatal Fury in... Who knows how long? Well, at least a Garo Garo Mark of the Wolves. Yeah. And this looks like it is essentially Garo 2. People loved Garo Mark of the Wolves. It was a time jump. For many of the characters, you had Old Man Terry and Rock Howard, and <laughs> now he's going to be even older. He's going to be even old. <laughs> I, I I hope I hope so. I hope he is like white haired, living on the street, Terry Bogard. Why not? <laughs> Bedridden. Get the wild. Get the wild wolf in there, man. You know, my first ever like like exposure to Fatal Fury mm-hmm. was an anime movie that I caught on the Sci Fi Channel. A oh, long which time one? Ago. There were a couple, and they weren't very good. It's the one where they're looking for like the the go- armor of God. The, the ar- yeah, the armor. Yeah, like, it was like this golden armor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You want to find the the one with uh, um, Krauser? It's the better one. Wolfgang Krauser. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, there's a bunch of other hey, stuff. Those, those Fatal Fury animes put a lot of people through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's well, very true. Well, my did. My my Shiranui did did a, a, a very many things for very many people. But moving on. But not in Smash Brothers. Not in Smash, Smash Brothers. No, no. Smash Brothers is for good little boys and girls. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of that's getting cut. No, no, that's not getting. Oh cut. man, yeah. Um, no, we're in the back half of the show. It's it's Wild West out here. Um, 
So oh, guilty, uh, guilty Gear Strive um, announced that they sold a million copies, which doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but for a smaller company like yeah, for such a, like Arc System a, and a niche game like Guilty Gear, a million copies is really really good. It had oh, a lot yeah. of streamer push behind it. I saw a it lot did. of people playing it when it came out. Yeah. Which is probably why it sold so yeah. many copies. Even yep. even like Hollow Live talents were playing it. It's it's a fantastic game, and the music is. Yeah, the music was. We watched that new trailer. We and watched I really... the trailer with the new music video. It is ninety percent butt rock, and it's great. That sounded like Dracula. Sounds a, like a kinda. Zombies Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> and and the fun thing is, all the music is produced by is um, composed and produced by the creator of the game, uh, Daisuke. He is a. Uh, prog rock metal guitarist it's a, it's a very crush 40 situation <laughs> very much and it's fantastic i mean there was some other stuff like Skullgirls is getting a couple more characters which that game holy really i didn't know people that game is still- like 12 or 14 years old i remember i was I, no it's even older than that but it was one of the first with uh, rollback netcode that's why it was an evo last year when everything was when they had when they did Evo not in person, they did it uh, uh, social distancing online. So they had to find a bunch of games that had really good internet connectivity. And Skullgirls, this fourteen fifteen year old game, came out when I still worked for GameStop. Yeah, and that is pre two thousand six. I can't believe they haven't done a sequel yet. There are so many characters in the game. It might have, and they've changed the mechanics from the from when it first came out so much that it might as well be a second game instead oh, of yeah. doing a sequel they've just added to it yeah they just they just keep changing it. like i said two that's more characters good, it's not a good way to make money <laughs> but well but, but but hey maybe it's not about the money for these folks it's n- not as not especially i mean they're they're getting a stipend essentially from the company that owns them it's not the main guy who created Skullgirls because well, he yeah, was he kind of a, out to be a dirtbag he's kind of a dirtbag but 90 percent of his animation crew went and formed their own company and the people who own Skullgirls basically said, okay, here, we'll give you the license. Keep going. And they have. I wonder, I haven't looked into them's fighting herds in a while. It also has rollback net code. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard it's back when, back when that was a thing. It has the stigma of being uh, cutesy animal things and people and fighting game people in the fighting game community. Don't girls do that, but the people who play it, it has a very small dedicated fan base. I, I played it when it went, I think version one yeah. came out. Oh, and when it, was, it when it changed from My Little Pony to No, when it was a, a, a commercial product. Oh, okay. Right, okay. But it was yeah. Um, I kickstarted it actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I re- yeah, I remember you playing a and bit of it. It it was a really solid fighting game. It felt like it just felt like it wasn't done yet. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it it's is closer. Yeah, yeah, it's closer. It's not quite there yet, but it's closer. And like I said, it has a very small but dedicated fan base. And the the character designs are very good. I mean, well, Lauren Faust did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She like felt bad for the people for them getting like cease and desisted by uh, the company who actually owns My Little Hasbro. Pony. Hasbro, yeah. and then being like, you know what? Here, I'll draw some. I'll draw some new yeah, characters. I'll make a bunch of characters for you. Which is a better thing in the end, because then they can profit off. They of can the game. Own, exactly. They can own their exactly. stuff one hundred percent. As much as I love fan games, if you were to take a fan game, if you were to make a fan game and then just change the sprites just enough to make them legally distinct, so you could own it yourself, why not? I don't. I don't know why more fan game 
people don't do that. Right. Well, I guess you don't see as many fan games anymore because because of the cease and desist, especially yeah. with Nintendo. Do you being remember as litigious as they are? Do you are. remember Mugen? Yes. Dude, I watch Salty Bet all the time. Mugen <laughs> is great. Salty Bet is an online oh, I stream. I've watched Salty Bet in so long. Oh, it's so great. So it's uh, Mugen is the uh, uh, make your own fighter. Yeah, where and it has like everybody who is, you know that you know when you're sitting on the when you were sitting in school and you're like, hey, who would win in a fight between like you know Optimus Prime and, and Ronald McDonald and Ronald McDonald? That's Mugen. <laughs> yeah, and it is uh, two AI com- uh, competing characters streamed uh, 24-7 on Twitch that you can bet fake uh, channel point dollars on. Huh. Yeah, it's huh. it's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I love Salty Bet. You just pop it on. It's, it's good music. They play a bunch of uh, royalty-free music in the background, and they just go at it. It's, it's <laughs> I great. Love when you get some like obscure anime character and like... Anime characters, characters that uh, have an idle animation that's too fast, or ones that have zero I- idle animation. Those are the broken ones, and those are the ones you bet on. Because more times than not, they are so broken and programmed so poorly that they win 100% of the time. <laughs> All right, with that, we have actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. That number is 586-372-8020. Leave us a message, and we might play it on the show. Your prompt this week for emails and messages. If we've ever um, recommended something and you actually went and tried it, let us know how that went. Yeah. You know, even if you liked it or didn't like it, it, I'm curious to know. Yeah, tell us if you didn't like If we suggested something and you didn't like it, I would, yeah. Very interesting. I'm curious to know what kind of influence we may or may not have. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Bust a wolf.